0: Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. This episode is sponsored by Psychic Text Readers. They offer... Psychics that are genuine and honest. Psychictextreaders dot com. Welcome everyone to the podcast tonight. I am interviewing Alison Blackman. She is credited with bringing the advice genre online, and she is the editor in chief and creator of both the Advice Sisters Lifestyle website. AdviceSisters.com, and Leather and Lace Advice, com. Allison offers her readers unique perspectives on life and relationships, with a male-slash-female double-take format featuring two very different views on the same subject. This offers readers a more complete picture of how one might handle a problem or situation. Allison's experience as an advice columnist and relationship expert comes from more than two and a half decades of writing, advising, and working with people of different ages, cultures, and interests around the world. She is the co-creator of the Advice Sisters, widely credited with bringing the advice genre online more than two and a half decades ago. So without further ado, let's welcome Allison to the podcast. Welcome, Allison. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So two and a half decades, that's a long <laughs> time. You've been in the business for a long time.
1: Yeah, I really have. You could call me a bit of a fossil, but uh, when I started, <laughs> I actually started providing bulletin boards and, and writing for other websites. And then my sister, my twin sister and I wrote a book called Recruiting Love, Using the Business Skills You Have to Find the Love You Want. And nobody, you know, we got a small publisher and the publisher basically wouldn't give us a bus ticket to promote it. So I got the idea since I was already working online that I could use the internet to sell this book. And I made a website with a little bit of help. And, you know, it was a long time ago and it was, it worked. People came to our book signings because they thought we were famous and they wanted to meet us and they bought the book. So uh, we sold out our run. Alas, there was another extremely uh, popular book called The Rules, which was the diametrically opposed opposite advice to the one, to the advice we gave. And um, they made a lot of money and became very famous. And we sold out our run, (laughs) but the website, uh, my sister and I, wrote this double-take, this signature, two views, uh, kind of a practical view and an emotional view for every reader question we would get. And then I'm just going to go through this quickly because it's sad, but my sister dropped dead, literally. My oh, twin sister, best friend, business partner, just as we were getting another book de- deal and moving forward and really getting known. Um, and I was devastated, and I stopped writing advice for a while. I, I just couldn't do it anymore and uh I the com became a beauty fashion lifestyle website and it still is you know you go to com. there's a little bit of advice on it but mostly it's it's lifestyle and and beauty and fashion uh just kind of fast forward about 10 years and uh I found a, a male partner who said, I can do this with you, I can do this with you. And I kept saying, no, I don't want to do it. But as we would talk and have conversations, I realized that he really thought about problems very differently than I did. And that if we did it together, it would sort of be like looking at the other side's playbook. So it became not practical and emotional, but his view and her view. So for every question we get, we do this double take that, the advice sisters made famous, but Hugh he writes his view. I write my view. We don't look at them until I'm ready to put them together, since I'm the editor. And I'm always amazed how how men really solve a problem or look at relationships very differently. In in many cases, um, you know, we'll agree on some of the basics, but the way he would choose to go about solving a a relationship issue is very different than mine. And the readers love it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. because
1: they're getting two for one advice that that they can sort of relate to. Um, I should add that we are neither of us are doctors. Neither of us are psychiatrists or psychologists. Um, We have a Everyone thinks they can give advice, and they can to their best friend. Um, when you're dealing with people you don't know from all over the world who might not think the way you do, you have to be very careful. You, you ha- it's a skill. you know. And so I've learned it by doing it for a very long time. Um, and and I've, I'm proud to say I've helped a lot of people. Um, but I think one of the reasons that people like leather and lace advice is that we're intelligent. And we're experienced, but we're relatable. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're real people, just like they are. Yeah, and that's—I think—that's a big thing um, with people because sometimes going to a psychologist, um, people feel labeled, maybe rather than related to. If that makes sense, like it's just yeah. a different feeling. Same with coaching. I find like with I do coaching, and and it's very um they're just they look at you differently because you can relate with them because you're you know uh-huh. you have you've had life problems you've lived life you have experience you know in those things so it's mm-hmm. not like you just have a piece of paper degree you know not to say that exactly it's really bad in any way but mm-hmm. you know it um yeah so i i totally agree with you on that But I think people
1: feel like they're they're intimidated or looked down on sometimes, mm -hmm. too. Um, You know, we do not judge people. We do not tell them what to do. We try Mm -hmm. to let them see the forest for the trees. We're more like a rabbi, you know. In other words, we will ask them questions or we will give them a point of view. But I would never say dump the bum, you know, (laughs) to someone whose boyfriend is a creep (laughs) because I don't know the whole story. And I couldn't presume to.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. So, what are some of the more common, um, common things that people are asking for advice for? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. Um, one thing I should tell you before I
1: answer that question is that most people, when they write to us, I mean, they just want to be validated. They want to know they're normal. They want to know that what they're doing is okay. They want to get some perspective. And with that in mind, I can tell you what today's most popular, they're often the most popular for months at a time. The first one is, I hope that there are no children listening. I had sex with another man while my husband watched, you know, is this okay? The second one is, my boyfriend never buys me gifts to see cheap or just not into me. Uh, the third is I'm bored because all my boyfriend wants to do, this is also could be girlfriend, but all my boyfriend wants to do is play with a dog and watch TV. And another one is I'm in love with someone, but they're not love- in love with me. Now what? And there are a lot about parents and, you know, family interaction, too. And the most important one, my boyfriend won't, won't move forward. He's afraid of commitment. What do I do? <laughs> so I would say that those are probably the kinds of questions. They're not earth shattering. We, we've had a lot more racy ones about risky sex and, you know, things like that. But the questions that I'm telling you, I mean, we get them over and over and over. And those are the ones in our rather large repertoire of archives of things that your your listeners can go and check out that those are the ones people Want to hit every single day when I look at our analytics or, you know, what's what's trending? Those are really—it's not the oddball things, you know—it's it's really things that I think impact so many of us. And who hasn't wondered if somebody was into you or, or you know, whether you should buy a gift or what it means if you didn't get one? I mean, you know, they're, they're kind of easy things for us to answer, but for the person who is suffering you know, they want to know that they have a path and they could see their way through it and that they have
0: options on how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people, you know, um, if if going to, to the question about gifts, you know, uh, some people that's kind of their love style, right? So, They get a little bit wrapped up in it, whereas the other person may not be that way, so they just don't buy gifts. They give their love a different way, right? That is true, and I think the crux of a lot of this is communication because
1: Mm -hmm. if you're the kind of person whose family never gave gifts or you're just not into things or you don't want to shop, there are ways the other person who does want – I mean, gifts are, are tokens of esteem. They're visible, tangible things that you can, you know, you could hold in your hand. If you're the kind of person who needs that, and women particularly tend to want this, there are ways to get someone who isn't going to do it on his own or her own to to mm-hmm. respond to what you want. Um, you know, I, I really feel like in a relationship, communication is everything. And if you're wishing and hoping for something, but you don't verbalize it, you may not get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you have to kind of think about that, right? Like, and I think that's half the issue, too, is sometimes we don't really know what it is that we need to to feel validated and loved in the way that right. you need, right? Well,
1: one woman said that her boyfriend cleaned the house and made her dinner and that mm-hmm. she she appreciated that. But when her birthday came around or Valentine's Day, she would have liked, you know, some flowers or something. And I don't think that's really unreasonable either. Um, I'm sure he was showing love. But if she said to him, you know, I really would love it if you could, oh, look at that book. I really love that book. You know, maybe someday I could have that, whatever. That, you know, it gives him a hint that she would like to have something I, I mean, if you're greedy and materialistic, it's one thing. But, you know, if all you're getting is someone who's cleaning your house, you can get a maid, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah you can pay people for that. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I used to
1: say that if a man gives you lingerie, like the tacky lingerie, then he better include a trip to Paris with it. The box.
0: (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. I've never had a man buy me any of that, thank goodness.
1: I've been married to my husband for 27 years. No, he's never done it either. But he does bring me flowers and he does bring me things on my birthday. And I'm pretty sure I made it clear in the beginning of our relationship that I was the kind of person who wanted small tokens of esteem. And because men, if you give, particularly men, if you give them a task and say, I'd really like it if you would, men want to please you, they'll do it. If you yes. just sit there and, and kind of look wistfully at, that, at the roses and the flower shop, they're not going to get it.
0: No. you
1: have to kind of point to them and say, wow, I'd love it if you'd bring me these someday. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm yes. laughing, but it's true. I mean, t- younger women particularly think that all they have to do is think about it and wish for it and it will happen. The communication is key to getting what you want and making a relationship happy. Because if you don't say something, then you start and then he doesn't come up with a gift, let's say. which are mm-hmm. this is for everything, not just gifts. But then you, you get resentful. And then the relationship starts to fall apart because the resentment spilled. Like why doesn't he understand I want this, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of have to let someone know you know mm-hmm. not in an yeah. aggressive way but in a direct way if there's something you need in a relationship
0: you have to tell them the
1: other person they're not going to guess it mhm yeah yeah
0: and men don't do really well in the mind reading department <laughs>
1: they ju- <laughs> they don't but i mean this is true for certain women too yeah, so yeah. you know
0: yeah it's, it's, it it swings
1: it's, both ways
0: yeah and it, it's it's I think it's a huge thing that communication and definitely expressing the desires that you have rather than just expecting them or like you said, you know, just looking at something instead of saying something. (laughs) And and like you said, you know, uh, men are taskers. So if you ask them or tell them what you want, um, that you'll get it. You know, it may not be in the exact form unless you describe it exactly. <laughs> so you might want to be um, right. graphic about what it is you want. <laughs> it's true. But, yeah, for sure. And, and that's that's huge. And that's, I think, the difference between men and women, right? Whereas well, women I, I think it's more attention. Women tend to be more verbal. That's part of it.
1: I mean, I once wrote something called 12 Tips to Enhance Your Relationship. And one of, them, one of the things that I think is really important, since we're talking about gifts and gestures, is that little things are the most important, honestly. It's not the grand gestures that count the most. It's the little things. Because if you have just gotten an expensive gift, and then the person who gave it to you says something unkind, or you have a fight, that gift loses its sparkle. Because once you've said something, it's out there forever. You know, there's no delete button in your life. The, the kind thoughts, comments, and gestures that keep a relationship strong, like hugs and kisses, a smile, uh, all help show your partner how you feel about them and how you appreciate them. So all that sparkles is in gold if it's not given with, with love and generosity and respect during the rest of your, you know, time together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know I've um, I've run into uh, couples that you know the the man says I buy her everything she wants, I do everything she wants, and I just don't understand. But what he's not giving her is the connection she needs, right? And he she's like, I don't want all this stuff. I don't care about your money. You know, they're they're both right. on. It's like they're in different chapters of the book. Well, I mean, some people are just not loving
1: people. But again, I mean, my personal experience with this is that even someone like that, because you, ha- you have to respect someone's differences. If you're not brought up with love and seeing loving gestures and all this stuff, you don't m- maybe know how to do it, but you can mm-hmm. learn how to do it. Someone can, mm-hmm. can teach you how. So I mean, yeah. if she does it to him and says, I would like this too, Um, you know, he can learn to do it if he loves her and wants to. If he has no interest in meeting her needs, then maybe he's not a a great person to be with.
0: Yeah. And do you find some women, um, because I know myself in my own experience, in the past, in my uh, late 20s, I would demand things instead of voicing my uh, desires. So instead of... um, Instead of saying, you know, supper's ready, it would be nice if we could eat. I'd be like, "What are you doing? Get up here and eat! It's supper time!" <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I
1: I notice that men don't come when you call them. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are not dogs. They do it on their own time. But yeah, I mean, I think that there, are, this, we can sort this. Could take us into an entire other hour. But the fact of the matter is that with people using smartphones and social media and cutting their communication down to just a couple of characters or an emoji, um, Mm -hmm. they're losing the art of connecting and communicating in general. And that really scares me because um, that's part of it. I mean, and, 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 and it's, it's a narcissistic generation. So we had a question from a young woman who was doing bikini shots and she was clearly young and single. And then she met a slightly older man and started a relationship with him. And he told her she couldn't do it anymore. He didn't want her exposing herself on Instagram and whatever. And she said, I'm in prison and he's controlling me. And, you know, I think there's a time and place for everything, but she demanded that he let her do it. I don't think that relationship's going to last no you, no. you can 't make demands like that you You have to be able to compromise mm-hmm. and um, you know I, I think that takes when, when people get in a new relationship or a, a new marriage I mean there tends to be a lot of fighting or disagreements until you learn what the other person is really all about and how to handle them and how how to talk to them so you get what you want what you need what you want what 's good for the couple I mean and that takes experience and and patience
0: yeah well definitely in time right and it seems with this Mm -hmm. generation um, like divorce is easy you know it there's no working things out it's like see you later I'm out the door you know I didn't get what I want so I'm out of (laughs) here I think that's why a lot of younger people
1: have their babies first and then decide if they want to get married I don't I think there's the the lack of risk, and I'm not just pointing to young people. I think in general, we've become a disposable society. Mm-hmm, so if something yeah. doesn't work, throw it out, get something else, you know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not it's just going. the millennials or whatever. It, you know, the divorce rate's been climbing every generation, mm-hmm. maybe because it's easier to do and women have more access to, you know, skills and better work opportunities and more money. So they now have the power to do it,
0: but, you know. Yeah, this is true. I guess there's with uh, women's movement and stuff. Things have changed a lot. Even just in the last ten years, never mind two and a half decades. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, not, not all of it's bad. I mean, mm, some of it's no. a good thing yeah yeah for sure um I've done a couple uh podcasts recently on on technology and cell phones and stuff um really disconnecting people when it you know they think they're connecting but they're not really connecting it's It's a very mindless um stuff on there others i mean it's very useful information as well um if used properly right but like you said, we're all like it is just people are disconnecting. Do you have any advice on that while we're talking about it? Yeah, I I do. Um, But before I give you my
1: advice, I remember when I first started on the Internet, and as you recall, I've been on it for a long time, that when Internet bulletin boards first started, this was even before Internet dating, people would write and say, and he gave me a rose, and we went for coffee, and it was so romantic. And then I realized they were just writing in the virtual world on a bulletin board. And there was no date, and there was no coffee, and there never was a rose, and there wasn't even an emoji (laughs) of a rose. And it it really disturbed me back then because it's not – you could be anything you want on the Internet, but it's not realistic. It's not reality. So to go back to your question, um, I think it's just been magnified by social media. But the first thing I'd say is if you're with someone, schedule a time to put down your phones. I mean, my husband and I, we go home. Sometimes I look and well, everyone around me is on a phone looking down. I mean, it is really hard. We're all kind of addicted to it, you myself included. But if you want to have a relationship with someone and you want to connect with them, you have to learn how to talk to them, how to touch them, how to be with them, not just be on your phone and send them a text. Yeah. You know, it's,
0: yeah. it's not the same thing. No, it's very impersonal, in my opinion, Um, especially when, you know, as humans, we are, we crave a connection, a human connection, so... You know, if if one or both are, I guess if both are addicted to the phones, then it's okay. <laughs> well, I think but, we all are to a certain extent, but
1: I mean, the first thing people do is they pick up the phone in the morning before they've even put their feet on the floor, or they sleep with it under their pillow. This is what I've heard. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that that's, that's really, you know, difficult if you have a partner, mm-hmm. because yeah. you really are into your phone more than you're into your
0: partner. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's not uh that's not a good thing <laughs> that really it sets up you know uh, a platform for disappointment and hurt feelings and you know yeah. some people may say something some people may not and it's just i don't know it kind of freaks me out like you said it's scary um where things are headed with that but i think that you know if enough of us out there that are kind of putting the word out and giving advice and trying to be mindful of it, then we can kind of try to help people. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, only you can help
1: yourself. That in the, in the long run, no matter what question you've ever asked leather and lace advice, in the end, it's the person who is in the situation who has to make the, the decision to either change or do something differently or move forward or move back. You know it, it, it's you're in control of you no one else can really be in control of you yeah. I mean except in very rare circumstances though mm-hmm. so, you know I the other thing is that um, the internet I mean online and fantasy on TV has also blur and reality television has blurred the lines between what's real and what's perceived as real so, you know, women read all these romance novels and Fifty Shades of Grey was so hot. And and then they look at their own husband sitting on the couch or their own partner slumped up against the dog and think, why am I with him? I could have a wealthy millionaire, you know, like Anna Steele. And mm-hmm. and it's not real. It's Somebody wrote that, <laughs> you know, that in, in real life, we're not superheroes. We're not we don't all marry gorgeous millionaires who who only hang on every word we say. I mean, that's fantasy, and it's fine, as long as you understand that it's fantasy, that it's, it's not real life. And, and I think a lot of people get caught up in these TV shows and romance novels, and then they, they're dissatisfied with the real people that they are, you know, with.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. I've even actually found myself, not so much in my older years, but in my 20s, I would watch these romance movies, and I'd be like, oh, if I could only meet a guy like that. (laughs) (laughs) That But they're not real. (laughs) It's like, give your head a shake. That's not real. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, I mean, you're, you're sensible, but a lot of people become very dissatisfied because we're inundated with these images Mm-hmm. You know, that, that are nothing like what, what most people have in real life and could be satisfied with, more
0: than satisfied, perfectly happy. Yeah, well, that's just it. You know, I mean, if if we had the communication skills, we might see behind the exterior, because I noticed a lot of people, I, I know people that are very, I want to say shallow, but. That might be a mean term, but
1: in all honesty,
0: that's what they are. Um, And they, they won't look past a certain thing to find what they're looking for. But they're older and they're not finding what they're looking for because of it, right? Well, it's a tough world out there. And as far as dating
1: and meeting someone, it gets tougher with every year that you live and every decade that you pass. So, um, and I think also you get to a certain point, and if you've never been in a relationship or married, you you get to the point where you either are happy the way you are, or you aren't going to settle for anything less than Prince Charming rolled up in a, in a, in, with a tied with a bow, and that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, and if you are, and if you've been divorced or you're you're widowed, there's another whole set of issues that goes with that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know I mean by the time you get to a certain age you've been there done that and you know I'm always amazed at women who are 70 and 80 and even 90 who are approached by men you know who want to have relationships and they're like I did that you know I don't
0: want to do that again yeah Yeah. (laughs) I
1: think that's just amazing
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of it's too bad, I think it I get it, but at the same time, I think it's too bad. I know for myself i I stayed single for a very long time after having a bad relationship, and I was kind of in that point. It was like I'm gonna focus on my kids, and the guy that comes to me better be perfect <laughs> <laughs> right
1: exactly exactly. Yeah. You're a perfect example, but you apparently had a, had enough desire to be with someone else that you could get past
0: it, mhm, yeah. Yeah, I sure did. I uh, I had I was lucky enough to have someone knock me off my feet. So <laughs> and it does happen, even though. <laughs> and it
1: wasn't even from a romance novel; it was real
0: life. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. Well, awesome. So our listeners can find you on leatherandlaceadvice.com. dot com. That's your website, correct? Yes, for the advice. And then your other website is advice dot com. And That's that one correct. It has got um, beauty and fashion and all that kind of stuff on there as well. Lifestyle, right? tech, travel, food,
1: books, everything else, and sometimes a little bit of advice too. Okay. We do have a relationship section, um, and you know, if your your listeners want to write to us, they can find a, a form on you know a contact form on leatherandlaceadvice.com dot and I should say that when we get questions, we strip out all of the personal information, change everything around so only the core of the question remains, um, for everyone's sake, for privacy, and that's, that's, uh, we're very good at it. But the person who sent the question, if they're going to our website to look at it, they'll find a question that, that mirrors what their issue is. Right. But, it, but nobody will ever know that they wrote it.
0: Awesome. And can they find you, are you on social media, Facebook? Yes,
1: actually, you can find me on Twitter at Advice Sisters, one word, Advice Sisters, and also Leather Lace ADV. Perfect.
0: Um,
1: and it's the same on Facebook, it's... it's. Um, Advice Sisters and Leather and Lace Advice. You can just put it in the search. And we also have a little relation, great relationships uh, group on Facebook, and you can ask questions there as well if you don't mind being outed because people will know it's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: it's <not laughs> but
1: sometimes we say this is personal. Send us a send, – send, go to our contact form.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me and and uh giving your advice and your experience for our listeners to hear and uh I definitely advise everyone to take a look at Allison's website because there's tons and tons and tons of good information there I've already checked it out thumbs up on my end and yeah I hope you have a great evening and again thank you so much Allison for for joining
1: us Same to you. It was a pleasure.